Welcome to the So She Is podcast. I am your host, Katie Neary, and this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things manifestation, neuroscience, spiritual evolution, and how to tap into your infinite potential and live a life beyond your wildest dreams. I know that you clicking play today is no accident, and I am so grateful for you being here. With that said, let's get this party started. Before we jump into today's episode, I would like to share another quick testimonial of someone who experienced a private So We Are Silent Disco event. Her name is Bailey Wallace, and she is a member of the Cal State Fullerton softball team. When I did their private event, Bailey was just so pumped. Her soul is so bright, and she wanted to share her experience as well as be a part of this experience and potentially intern in the summer, which I just am so excited for. And so I can. So happy to share her wisdom, share her voice on this podcast. Enjoy this quick message, and I'll see you in the episode. Hello to everyone listening. My name is Bailey Wallace. I play softball at Cal State Fullerton. First of all, I just want to say thank you to Katie for this experience. It was nothing like the team's ever done or that I've ever done. And it was just great. I loved every second of it, and I could do it every day. Um, the first thing I really loved about this experience was we did like a catwalk almost in a sense. So we made two lines and everyone was facing each other and we all took our turn kind of doing our little strut walk or confident walk. And I think this is a really important thing to do because people don't really practice confidence. And I know that sounds kind of funny saying it, but... I used to think the same thing. I was like, you can't practice confidence, but you can. So when I was in sixth grade, I want to say, I had really bad body image issues. I was not confident whatsoever. And as a joke one day, I kind of did like a little catwalk thing into this mirror in my hallway. And then eventually it turned into like an everyday thing for me. And I started gaining confidence and I felt so much better about myself little by little, and I think it really helps because people don't really think things like that would help because it sounds funny, and, like, in reality, it is kind of funny, but it helps. So if it works, it works, you know? Um, the other thing that we did that really stood out to me was we gave hugs to one another blindfolded. So we went by position, so first the pitchers and catchers went, and then the infielders went, and then outfielders, and then the coaches and when we were starting that activity, I was like, oh, cool, I get to hug people because I, I love giving hugs. I, You know, hugs are just awesome. I did not think I was going to get emo- as emotional as I did, but I don't think we really realized how much we crave, like, human touch and, like, you know, until we get it. And I really needed a hug last week, and once I finally got it, I broke down. And I really started to think about it after. I was like, I need to hug people more often. I think people need hugs more than they really realize. This experience for the team really, like, bonded us. I think we all felt very connected to one another after. And there's something so special about it because you can't talk during. It's strictly through movement and emotion, and it's way different than any other thing you could do with other humans. 
personally, for me, I I love this. It is it was right up my alley. We were at the beach. We were dancing, giving hugs. Like it was it was amazing, and it really struck a chord for me. I never realized I could do something like this as a job, and now that Katie is starting her business doing this, which I think is absolutely amazing. She's put in so much work into this. I told her immediately after, I was like, girl, let me know if you need an intern over the summer because I will do that in a heartbeat. But I just wanted to reflect on it, and it was it was amazing. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to So She Is. I am so grateful to be here with you guys and to report that the first public So We Are silent disco went incredibly well. Like we almost sold out of all of our headsets. It's just blew my expectations and it's so fun just like that the first one's down and forever to go and just to you know, continue to refine and refresh and just keep evolving into what it's meant to be. You know, it's like at this infant stage where it really could be anything and it could take any shape or any form. And I'm excited with like with the community that shows up and how I'm showing up and how I evolve, like just to see how this could be so different in a year and just to see where it's going to go. I'm so excited Our next one is on April 3rd, and there are early bird tickets through March 30th. So if you buy your ticket for April 3rd's Silent Disco, you will get a early bird discount code, or not code, but price. And so it's $25, and then on the 30th or the 31st, it'll raise to $30. So grab your tickets early. Grab them soon. I cannot wait to dance with all of you. It is just so fun, so refreshing, so like if you are like, I don't know how to release, I don't know how to do these things, I don't know to start my healing journey, like you would be surprised at what movement can provide for you, even if none of it makes sense or you don't know. Just moving your body in a different way is one way to just completely open up doors that may have been closed that you didn't even know you knew how to open, but your body has that infinite intelligence. Your body knows, your body stores things. And so when you shake up how you move or you change your movement, it's just really interesting to see like when emotion gets evoked or what what you can have access to through movement. And it's a journey too. Like that might not happen the first time. I know for me, it didn't, it didn't happen for a long time until like the more open I became and the more aware I became, then I was able to tap into these deeper layers. And the more I moved, I could feel it. But it's all about awareness and it's all about where you're at now. And I just know so deeply that dance and movement provides a safe space for all of this to take place. So today I want to talk about the first step in the manifestation process. Like I know some people are like, oh, I really want to manifest something or I want this, I want that. But but how do I even do that? (laughs) You know? And so the first step that I use is to define, declare, and affirm what it is that I am manifesting into my life or what is the vision I want. So that would be the first step for you. Define, declare, and affirm what it is that you actually want and what you want to call in, whether it's money, whether it's a job, whether it's partnership, create the vision of where you, like what you really want. And to figure out what you really want, lies in the questions you ask. So you need to ask yourself really good and really important questions to get the answers to what you actually want in your life. And this is where honesty 
is so important because if you answer those questions with like lies, <laughs> like, or you're not truthful in your answers, like, oh, I want this, but you're just saying that because you think that's what you're supposed to say. Well, that is where like there's no results that can come from dishonesty and so to live a true authentic life and to really manifest the the dream life that you want or the goals that you have it is important to actually be in alignment and honest and truthful with what the end result you are looking for is and so having a vision is just like the first and most important ingredient to any recipe of success it is that north node your internal compass because everything starts as someone's vision and the why behind the vision is like the most important part and that's why the honesty here is so important as to why you're doing whatever you're doing and like a quote is the only thing worse than being blind is having sight and no vision and that's something I truthfully stand by and Another part of this step in like the define, declare, and affirm is having a burning desire. In a book, which I would recommend read or listening to on Audible, I have listened to like I think three-fourths of it. I don't know why. I took a random break from I did not finish it. But in that book, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill talks about the importance of a burning desire. And a burning desire is something you want and you have a strong reason why you want it. A burning desire will attach more pleasure to the unfamiliar or the unknown and have more of that risk-willing energy behind it. And it makes it easier to achieve that desire because when you have a burning desire within you, think of it like igniting the fire. Like you're like, wow, all of a sudden I have all these ideas. I have all this creative energy. Like I really want to do this. Like it's burning inside of you versus um, sometimes like the ego will go back to like old programmings or what's familiar or what you know. Like, well, I know that being an accountant is very stable. That is very easy. Like that is very, um, my parents think it's stable. Everybody says like, that's a good way to have money. It's a great career. You get great insurance, yada, yada, yada. Like that's not necessarily a burning desire, but your ego could trick it to go to the old programming and because it, it it just wants what's familiar, which is the past. It wants what it knows. It wants the safety net. And that's where the burning desire kind of can overpower the ego. It's like, I want to do this and it doesn't matter who the fuck says I can't. I am doing it. Now, some people make the mistake and they turn off the manifestation process, the conscious and wanted manifestations. That's a big difference because you have manifested every single thing that has happened in your life. And that's not like saying, like, I feel like I need to do a disclaimer. Like, that's not abuse. That's not anything like that. That is a different story for a different day. I am talking about like, your job, your relationships, whatever. It is all a manifestation. Like you don't turn off the laws of gravity. So you're not going to turn off the law, like the immutable laws of the universe, which include like law of attraction, law of patterns. Like those are all the laws that affect manifestation and manifestations, not something you can turn off. But so many people turn off the conscious and wanted their wanted desires and their manifestations because they don't allow themselves to dream, let alone have desires. And they shut down themselves because of the belief of like oh well that's not possible for me yeah I know she did that 
that's great for her, but for me, no, no, that's not possible for me. And people allow what's been possible for others or what's been possible in the past to guide them in their future. Like, well, Bob failed at that business or my dad didn't do good or we don't, we don't do money because money, money is really bad and all like whatever. It doesn't even matter what the story is, but so many people let the past guide them to the future and the future is a brand new portal you can walk through every single day and you can choose to create a moment and each moment is a brand new opportunity for change. And the future is a compilation of your dominant vibrations, your dominant belief systems in the present moment. And any moment you can change your dominant vibration. And that's why like believing it's possible and not allowing the past to dictate where you go is just so huge because so many people make the mistake of turning it off before it even starts. Like you can't even allow it to be possible for you. But the truth is your desires guide you and lead you to why you even came here. It's all connected to your purpose and mission while you're here. Even if it makes no logical sense or there is no logical reason behind it. I am here to give you the permission slip to just trust your gut. There is no reason, like there's no logic behind me quitting my corporate insurance job that paid decently. I could have made a lot of money. It was very lucrative. I had great benefits, got a nice boss, like lots of off time to go guide people to dance on the beach with headphones on and start a podcast. There is absolutely no logical reasoning. But here's the thing. Living your dream life means having all your needs met and having the privilege of living your life in an expansive way. And having my needs met, my needs were not met in insurance. I was deathly bored. I like hated it. I hated the concepts of it. I didn't want to get better at it. It was quite constrictive. I feel like my mantra was like, well, this is just enough to get by. Like this is helping me get by. And that is so constrictive. And it is when I changed my mantra to be, there is a constant overflow in my life. I am deeply and always supported by the universe. That is, that is like so much more expansive than like, that's just enough to get by. I'm getting by. I'm doing it. And here's the thing, you guys expansive or like yeah expansive and expansion is your nature it is where all good things stem from and it's so important to note that like a burning desire or burning desires so it doesn't matter how many you have you have one you have a million they are not relevant to other people's opinions or charity or anything outside of it it is meant to stem from within you. There is no outside permission slip needed. There is no logic needed. There is no opinion that's relevant to anything that fuels your insides, that is all on you. And you have that desire for a reason. Expansive is your nature. And to be in expansion is your nature. This universe is ever expanding. That is scientifically proven. So if you are not expanding with the universe, you are shrinking. You stay, you staying the same, it actually means you are shrinking. And so to expand is 
to evolve and to follow those burning desires and to step into the person you want to be because why are you here? You are not here to sit and be so bored with your life. I mean, I'll be bored on a beach chair with like a ton of money, but I wouldn't be bored. I don't know. That was a terrible example, but it just gets me so fired up. Like the just getting by isn't it, you guys. I promise you. You because we when you step into that expansive mode, that that is a new level of frequency. That is a new vibration you are living at. And everything in your life will up level to that. And now it takes a second because Everything that was operating, that you were operating at has to go away. All the old vibration has to fall apart and be dismantled to then recreate, rebuild and match your frequency. And it is something I am currently living through. It is, it's a journey. It's incredible. It is a journey of faith. It's a journey of trust, but I'm starting to reap the benefits from it. And it is just mind-blowing and that's why I wanted to kind of talk about this today and here's the thing you guys everyone's vision looks different I know for one I want a luxurious life and you may want a luxurious life too but some people might want the simple life or to live in their car travel in their van do that thing like work for like exchange labor for living that's okay Remember, what you desire is unique to you and a contract you made with your soul on what you came here to create. And so it's not to compare visions. It's not to say like, well, I'm dancing on the beach. You should too. It's no, whatever lights you the fuck up, it's time to step into that version of yourself. It is time to get unstuck in what your current reality is if you feel stuck. Because you are beautiful and unique and your relationship to the universe is completely unique to you. And here's the thing. We talk about other people's opinion. We talk about that. And there is. There's like collectively and individually, I, I can speak to this. There is a fear of haters. But here's the thing. People only hate on those who have what they want most in life. So if you have haters or you attract haters or you trigger people, you're actually doing them a favor by showing them what's possible. And their work and what they are here to do is to convince themselves that it's possible, that it is a possibility and it's possible for them. And your work is to enjoy what you have no matter who is hating because what's possible for one is possible for all. It's literally the law of oneness. Just like the law of gravity, there is a law of oneness that is what is possible for one it means it's possible for all. There is no pie in the sky dictating, you know what, Katie? You, in this lifetime, you are more worthy than, um, say, Curly, my fiance. So you're going to get more money. You're going to get more laughter. You're going to get all this. No, no, no. Curly can also have that. We are infinitely abundant here. <laughs> there is no, like scarcity is just a frame of mind. It is a belief system. It is a conditioning. And people only get triggered by what comes in contact with their belief system. So our projections will always transfer energy into our external realities. And we can use this energy to attack or we can use it to manifest. And so let's say you're very triggered by me. You think, oh my God, this chick, she's sucking cuckoo. Like, and if you're listening to this, you probably don't fit into that group. But like, wow, she really thinks that's possible for her. Like, mm, cute, sweetie. Like, that, that trigger 
is just because I am coming in contact with your limiting belief system because you do not believe in infinite possibilities because that's pretty much what I talk about all the time is the infinite possibility of anything. And if that conflicts with your belief system, that is going to trigger you. And you can use that to say, stupid, you're so stupid. Oh my God, you're ah. And you could attack me or you could use it to manifest and say, whoa, what if I gave it a chance? What if I looked at what my current belief structure is? And what if I adjusted a few things and just tried it? What if I used it as an experiment? We don't have to say we fully believe it, but we could experiment with it. I mean, that's completely different way to go about it, right? And so an example is, let's say you've always wanted a Ferrari, but you can somehow convince yourself it's just not possible for you. So let's just say you're scrolling online and you see someone who bought a Toyota. How do you feel? Pretty neutral, right? I mean, you don't care about a Toyota. And then you keep scrolling, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. And then you see someone who bought a new Ferrari. And maybe they're even a little younger than you, just to add a cherry on top. And it's the same Ferrari that you convince yourself that you could never have one and that it'd be impossible for you, even though you want one so bad. How does it feel to see this person who's a little bit younger, who knows, maybe a little bit prettier, buy this Ferrari that you want so bad? It's triggering, right? You don't want that person at the Ferrari either. And that's how this works. It's what's unhealed within us that tells us, if I can't have it, you can't have it either, which goes against the universal law of oneness. And which is, what's possible for one is possible for all, which means if they can have it, I can have it too. And that shows how there's the attack mode of, if I can't have it, you can't have it either. Versus, okay, wait. If that person has it, that means it's a possibility for me too. It's just like when the mile time, when whoever, I I mean, this is embarrassing to use this example and not have anything on hand of the actual statistics, but when someone finally broke, like they was like, oh, there's no way you could run a mile in like four minutes or whatever. And then once someone did it, it's like everyone could do it. It just takes one person doing it to have the awareness of, oh, I could do it too. It's not impossible because if it's possible for one, it's possible for all. But at the end of the day, it just comes down to having compassion for others and for yourself because having compassion for others when they feel triggered by your vision, your desires, your success, you are there to be their teacher. You are showing them what is possible. And you could be the four minute mile runner or the one that breaks the record and lead them to embark on their own internal journey to heal their own belief system or to expand what's possible for them. And having compassion for yourself, if you've ever been triggered by someone else's vision and seeing it as a teaching moment, I know sometimes I still like, I think like, oh, you come so far and then new levels, new devils, like new things will trigger you. And you're like, whoa. And it's a beautiful opportunity to just ask yourself the question like what within me needs to be healed that is convinced I cannot have this too 
Because jealousy is a tool we can use. It's an insight into a belief that we hold about what's possible for us. And it really will show you where you're limiting yourself. And so next time you're feeling that jealous, you're feeling that envy, you can think it like, oh, thank you. Like what, what within me thinks this, thinks I cannot be this as well, because I will say it over and over again. What is possible for one is possible for all. And it's important to remember that other people's support is not required for you to be successful. Other people understanding what the universe is feeding you or your internal hits or what the universe is placing on your heart, it's its not your responsibility and it's not up to you to convince other people that what you want is possible for you. It's only for you to know and it's a private contract with you, your highest self, and the universe. And lack of support long before the vision manifests into reality is incredibly common. I mean, let me tell you, it wasn't like when I was going to quit my job and like it was all going to happen. It wasn't like everyone was like, yeah, Katie, you you rock star, you quitting your job. I, I mean, I didn't even have that own internal thing. I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this, guys. I just can't not do it. Like the desire is so strong. I can't not do this. And I think that's just so important to remember. It's so important to know that it is between you, your highest self, and the universe. It is your own individual contract. Nobody else has to understand you. And look at pursuing that contract and pursuing that uh, burning desire as the potential to be an expander for those people who doubt you in the long run. Because... You living your purpose and you pursuing your dreams ultimately will expand and up-level everyone that surrounds you as long as they buy in. Because, I mean, and that's at the end of the day, that's their choice. But nine times out of ten, once someone sees that it kind of works, it's pretty easy to get the buy-in. And and then just the momentum builds, the momentum builds, but... When, long before that happens, there might be a lot of doubters. There might be the haters. There might be like the, oh, I don't know. I can't really see how that's going to work out for you. But don't let that stop you. Just show them. All right. That's all I have for today. I love you all so, so, so much. I cannot wait to see you all at the next So We Are Silent Disco on April 3rd. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at so she is underscore podcast at so we are underscore silent disco. I will see you in the next time. I love you. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please send it to a friend. Tag us on Instagram at, at so she is underscore podcast and leave a five star review so we can help build, grow, and expand this podcast to anyone who it needs to reach. Thanks so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.